Good morning, good morning. Welcome to, welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths. I am really glad you're here. It is Sunday, July 31st. Do I need anything? Yeah, I need one of these. I'll do that later. I got a couple announcements. One of them is straighten your order of worship. There's these, there's the flyers already in there. Take that home, put that on your fridge. Or join us for an old-fashioned hymn singing ice cream social on August 13th. That's coming up in a couple weeks. It's a Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. Yeah, that's that announcement. I'm fired up that that's going to happen. I like old-fashioned hymn sings and I like ice cream. Um, anything else? Announcements next week? Communion. We continue in our series, uh, Lift Up Your Gaze. Today we get some special music from Reina, which is going to be awesome, cello, and we get a solo doing the offertory, or it's actually a duet. So I'm looking forward. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. Buzz is back in the building. I love that dude. Hey, Kay. Uh, yeah, I guess we could round of applause. Uh, one clap and one clap only. One, two, three. That was for you, Buzz. That was for you. Look at that smile. It's contagious. Let's... Uh, this is mainly for me. It's quite our hearts. Get ready to praise the Lord and please stand with me for the call to worship, which comes from Psalm 107, verses 1 through 3. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Let everyone give all their praise and thanks to the Lord. Here's why He's better than anyone could ever imagine. Yes, he's always loving, always kind, and always faithful. God's love never ends. So go ahead. Let everyone know it. Tell the world how he broke through and delivered you and I from the power of darkness and has gathered us together from all over the world. He has set us free to be his very own. Let's worship the Lord.
seated and I invite the the children and the students to come on up. Am I on? Thank you, Philip. Okay. So we were saying hi guys. How are you? Good? Yeah? Okay, so uh, last week we came up here and we were talking about the armor of God and we talked about our belt of truth. And that means that we want to be truthful all the time in our life and we want to live by God's truth, not necessarily the world's truth. So today we're going to learn about the breastplate of righteousness or our body armor of righteousness and how righteousness isn't just making good choices, it is that, it is behaving well, it is that, but righteousness righteousness is really a gift from God that we can have our hearts be right with God's heart. And so that's a gift that we have, that God said, yeah, we can be one, we can have our hearts be together, and he gave us Jesus to give us that bridge to have our hearts be together. So that righteousness is really on the inside. So it's not necessarily what we look like on the outside, or some people might look like they're very put together, but on the inside, maybe they're not that put together. So we're going to talk about how to be put together on the inside. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. Okay, can you guys pray with me? We thank you, Lord, that you sent your son Jesus to build the bridge for us so that we can even have righteousness that we can have our hearts be right with you, that we can think like you and know what you would have us do because your spirit now can live within us and help guide us. We thank you that this is a possibility for us, that we can do this and have this, and that we can be righteous on the inside in the right ways and not just look like it on the outside, but really live it from the inside out. We thank you, Lord for being with us. Be with us today in Sunday school as we go back and learn. And all God's children said, amen.
Righteousness, righteousness is what I long for. Righteousness is what I need. Righteousness, righteousness is what you want from me. So take my heart. So take my heart and form it. Take my mind, transform it. Take my will, conform it to yours, to yours, oh Lord. So take my heart and form it. Take my Ah. Uh-huh. 
Good morning. If we claim to be without sin, then we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Together, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor. O Lord, our God, you call us to work for a world where all will be fed and have dignity, but we find ourselves distracted by our own desires. You call us to seek justice, but we, but we are satisfied with injustice and discord. You call us to bring liberty to the oppressed, but freedom for all. Forgive us, O Lord. Turn us to your will by the power of your Spirit, so that all may know your justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Hear the good news, my brothers and sisters. Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. The new life has begun. In Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
What a blessing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're in a series called Lift Up Your Gaze. And we've been focusing on the lectionary texts that draw our eyes away from stuff that's bringing us down and calls to lift up our eyes upon the one who has called us, uh, God. Pause for a second. I don't, the hymn response, Danny, would you mind singing Seek Ye First, or leading us in Seek Ye First? Nope, like after the sermon. I'm going to switch out, he touched me, for Seek Ye First, the Kingdom of God. We'll sing that song again. Um, and heads up to the slides, folk. George, you got that? Yeah, he said yes. A um, couple reasons for that. One is one of my favorite uh, songs. Two is, is one of my mom's favorite songs. What happened? Good morning. <laughs> Amy, by the way, so glad to have you back, right? I missed you. We've been a month away. That's awesome. It's so good, so good. I just uh, missing part of the team is missing part of the team, right? We're supposed to, we're cruising through this life together. Um, we're in Colossians, and we're um, back. It's a small, it's a short little letter, but it's power punched, and it has an element. Paul's in prison when he writes it, and he's writing it to this new church, the church that he planted in Colossae. Um, do you see the similarities? Like uh, Our church isn't established. We've been doing this for 60 years. There's something new brewing. There's something that... We're not dying, but if we don't do something, we will be. So this is a word to us in the, in the, on the entre, entrepreneurial side of this outpost. As we pray for, and hopefully you're praying with me, for what God is going to do to reach this new generation. Well, actually, a couple generations, you know? Um, we've been cruising, but there's been a couple generations that have creeped past us. And I'm not saying uh, this service this, this service is, we're blessed, right? We have an amazing musician who leads us in these, and he's an amazing choir director. We have an amazing team. But there's been a couple generations that have kind of just cruised past this local outpost. And if you don't see that, that's, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And it's partially because we're reformed which means we're established. Part of the problem is, people keep asking me, how come more people aren't invited to your service? And I steal this from my Laguna Beach Presbyterian pastor friend. This is the reason why. This order of worship. We have this, and we are inviting the world to join in. Where that needs to, that needs to flip. We need to keep doing this, but at the same time, and bless and continue to encourage, but
but at the same time reach outside these walls and ask, what does it mean for you to or you folk to walk through life together as a community and introduce these folk to Jesus? It's, it's not rocket science, right? That's what we have to do. And so we need to keep, continue to pray for session, continue to pray for me, and heed these words not as us established PCC. Heed these words for whatever is coming around the corner. Because he's writing these letter, he's writing this letter to this church that's brand new, that's just sparked. And I, I know I just mentioned a bunch of change. And change more people like people were more afraid of change than death. Did you know that? It's a fact. They've done study after study. There was a study, uh, uh, this guy did a study on this. Um, I forget, the, word, the, the name of the book escapes me. Do you remember? Change or Die. That's the name of the book. Change or Die. And he did this study where all these people, they were like smokers or they were overeaters and they were... Uh, they just had extremely bad um, habits. And they, did, they, they questioned them, and they said, if, if you don't change, if you don't change your diet or something about you, the way you're living, you're going to die. And 87% of them chose to die. That's how afraid of change we are. So don't be afraid... We're not changing this, okay? I'm not coming after this service. I'm not the bad guy coming in here. I'm saying the gospel remains the same. The way we say it has to change. And that's ingrained in this. This is a mission. We're on a mission. And this place isn't for you. This is a place for you to be equipped for them. To reach the world. John Huffman used to always say this is the only organization that doesn't exist for itself. Maybe I should just say amen. <laughs> no, let's read some text. Because this is going into the entrepreneurial side. The pray. If you're like, I already did that in 1987. <laughs> you know, and there's a lot of this in this room. I've already done this, okay? I did this in 1987. I'm not going to change. Pray for those that are going to come through here and change and bring a message that, because that's what this message is for. Okay, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about identity, and I'm talking about last week, I talked about we're new people. Colossians 3, 1 through 14. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep yelling. Okay, Colossians 3, 1 through 14. Calm down, Jason. So, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things of this earth. You, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, 
then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal, there is no Greek. There's no Jew. There's no circumcised. There's no uncircumcised. No barbarian. No Scythian. No slave. And no free. But Christ is all and in all. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. This is the word of the Lord. First, he says, if you've been raised with Christ... What's that? If, if you've been raised with Christ, what's he talking about? Resurrected. Living the resurrected life. He's just coming out of talking about baptism. And he's talking like with the visual of going down under the water and dying with Christ and then rising again as a new creation. Just like Amy was talking about when she set us free from our sins this morning, right? This passage... It goes back and forth. It's surprising how much this letter has identity in it. Paul talks a lot about who and whose we are. And thank goodness, he tells us things to do and things not to do. Interesting, he, think, he tells us more to do than what not to do. Praise Jesus. Amen? Amen. I'm so tired of telling people not to do stuff. As a pastor, that seems like that's a lot of my job. Uh, and as a parent, anybody in here a parent? Doesn't it seem like 90% stop? Do, oh, don't do that. Please, seriously, don't. You're going to cut your face off. Like, it's just, there's a lot of like, no, no, no. And this is yes, yes, yes. And he starts on a note with identity. If you are raised with Christ, he's talking to this new church. He's blowing wind on that little fire, that little spark. Remember, you are raised with Christ. If Christ is the king of your life, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, you are a new creation. You're raised with him. This place is just a shadow. This place is just pretend. This place is just uh, practice. 
Your new life is who you are. I just had the, the Boy Scouts were here yesterday, and they're doing the citizenship, citizenship and merit badge thing. And they were talking all about identity. And it was so interesting because we, we put three badges together. There's public speaking, citizenship, and merit. And then uh, I did the God and me, um, God and you badge, the religious merit badge. And that's, that's a two-part thing. And it was so fun to just intertwine and pull these youth out, out, out of their normal lives, out of their summer, and talk about such serious things. And I said it to them, and I said, I'll say it to you. This can be just another Sunday. Or it can be a Sunday that changes your life. This could be a Sunday where you take this stuff and you put it in and you, and you don't let it go. You've been raised with Christ, ladies and gentlemen. That's who you are. And he's going to circle back and pin something on it. I'll, I'll just stop my yelling for a second. And then he tells, he says, he starts with this identity statement, ground of meaning statement. And then he tells us some things to do. Seek. NIV says, set your heart on the things that are above. What does it mean to set your heart on something? That mind is coming. It's different. It's a little different. He's talking about seeking and he's talking about longing in your heart. When's the, what's, the, what's the last thing your heart longed for? Mine was a donut. <laughs> you know, some days like your, your heart is just longing. Or a, it's a Western bacon cheeseburger. I don't know. It's, it's got love in there. It's got, you know, it's got, it's got meaning. It's got purpose. It's, it's like your heart is longing for something. Everybody's laughing at me. Nobody else longs and seeks, has their heart set upon food. I'm a weird person, I guess. I don't know. Paul is saying, okay, you're a new creation. You're risen in Christ. What's your first love? What's, your, what's making your heart beat? He says, yeah, whatever it is, and he's not, he's not throwing things away yet. He's saying, you know, whatever it is, push that aside because as your new creation, there's only one thing your heart is going to find some speed to it or some meaning to it. And that's the person, Jesus the Christ, who's brought you into this new creation-ness, right? And then he says, Set your mind on it. Like, fall in love with Jesus. Set your mind about it. Think about him. Think about Jesus. When's the last time you said, hey, I want to think about Jesus right now. I want to think about what he wants me to do. Cross off your to-do list for the day. Well, maybe not. Because some of those things you got to get done. But maybe put it at the top of the list. If Jesus had my life to do with it, whatever he wanted, what would he do? It's kind of like the WWJD, except WWJD, what would Jesus do? Uh, 
If he was a carpenter, he would make you something or a builder. It's more complicated. There's one more step in it. You've got to put in there. What, if he had me to do with whatever he wanted to, what would I be thinking about? And then he says, put to death. And this is where he's, what does it mean to put these things to death? Get them out of there, right? Simple. This classically where you interject. You ever seen that 180 days or whatever? No? No. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's hours. It's 180 hours. That's what it is. You know that movie? The dude's hiking, and he, he gets pinned in a, in a rock. And he has to come to a choice whether he's going to die or he's going to cut his arm off. That's what Paul's talking about. Because look at that list. Malice. Jealousy. All the anger. Lying against one another. He's saying if you, if you stay trapped to that stuff... You may be risen in Christ, but those sins are going to take your life. You need to cut it off. You need to put to death that which already leads to death. Sin. And then he goes back and he says, put on your new self. I like to dress loud, right? You, actually, you guys don't know that because my wife won't let me leave the house <laughs> with how I dress. I love making a statement. There's a new comedy special. Actually, it's not that new anymore. Seinfeld talks about uh, you can tell when a man was married by how he dresses. And I was married in 2001. In my ideal, I'm wearing Doc Martens, and I have a chain wallet, and I got a goatee, and I got the sideburns. And Paul tells us to clothe ourselves. We have, Terry was just talking about putting on the armor of God, and that's from Paul also. Here's another place where Paul says, clothe yourselves. Dress yourselves in Christ Jesus. It's another identity. He's already said we're risen, like we're, we're new creations. And he's already said uh, we have this new self. And he says, put on Christ What does that mean? Thank goodness he goes on and he starts spelling it out. But before he does so, he throws some other ground of meaning. Statements in here. You are God's chosen one. Do you remember picking teams? When was the last time you picked teams? 
century ago. That's Mark Lackey. That's probably honest. I was watching this show. I don't even know the name of the show. But it's all these people competing. It's kind of Survivor, but they're semi-famous people. Well, actually, they're pretty darn famous people. And um, they're, they're all, and they, they have to pick teams in this survival show. And Paulina Poroskova is on the show. Have you, do you remember Paulina Poroskova? Does anybody know who that is? She's a supermodel. She was one of the first supermodels. She was married to Rick Ocasek, which is a singer-songwriter behind the Cars. You ever heard of the Cars? No? Good. Awesome. Uh, they were married for like 35 years, healthy marriage, kids and everything. Paulina Porskova, I think she's 60 or something, maybe even 70 when she's filming the show. It's a survival show. They're living out in the woods amongst these other famous people. And they, and they do these interviews. And since she's on the older end, She's still gorgeous, by the way. She's on the older end, and when they're picking teams, they continually pick her last. And it's so interesting. It was interesting to watch because here's this grown woman amongst these. She's, she's, I think she's 20 times as beautiful, and she's like, maybe 10 times as famous. I think she's more like one of the most famous ones on the show. But since she's being picked last over and over again, she starts crying. And I think of this passage, and I think of, uh, this may be right or wrong, but you get Jesus Christ maybe with a television show, uh, uh, like a television up up in heaven watching it. (laughs) <laughs> and him screaming at the top of my lungs, of, of his lungs. No, no, my dad picked you. It doesn't matter what all these idiots think of you. It doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter that, like, what all, like, it doesn't matter. Name somebody in your life that you think, oh man, I really, I wish they would think higher of me. That person is nothing compared to the God who created the universe. And the God who created the universe absolutely adored you and adores you. He picks you and he says, I want you on my team. You are God's chosen. And he says, you're set apart, you're holy, not because of anything you've done, but because of what my son has done on the cross. I no longer see you, I see Jesus when I look at you, but you are set apart, you are other than this world. You are super this world. You are beloved. He just unloads this, like, unleashes. And he says, all identities, name some identities that you got. Son, mother, sister, heavy heavy metal music liker, dentist, buzz, student, husband, father, nana, they're all good, but they all submit to one identity. That is child of the King Jesus Christ. 
He says, in this kingdom, there is no longer slave. There's no longer free person. There's no longer grandpa. There's no longer grandma. There's no longer Jesus. He's not saying that you're, you cease to be, like, be those things. He's saying this identity trumps them all. You are above all a follower and beloved child of God through Jesus Christ. Amen? Okay, this is going on four hours. But look at the things that he, he gives us a list of things to compare, like to put on. And what are those things? Read in those. Somebody read them out loud. Compassion. Does anybody else know we can read? Okay, maybe it's not up there. I'll read it. You read it. I, <laughs> that's funny. You're the pastor. You read it. That's why we pay you. I don't have to think about this. No, that's not the right attitude, people. <laughs> I will read it, though, just for time's sake. You clothe yourself compassion. What does compassion mean? Passion. What is passion? To suffer. Compassion means to suffer with. I suffer with you. Kindness. President of Biola just wrote a, like a book on kindness. How it's a hard center with a soft outside. Humility. You don't think less of yourself. You think less often of yourself. Meekness. What's meekness? Gentleness. It's a, but it's a little plus, right? Otherwise he would have said gentleness. Clothe yourself with meekness. Clothe yourself with get to the back of the line. Be in a race to wash the dishes. Be in a race to be here on a Saturday morning and work on siding or whatever Jeff was doing. One of the meekest dudes I know. Be meek. Clothe yourself with clothe yourself with patience. That one hits. Right? Who's impatient? Paul says this is forget about making your to-do list. Forget about the clothe your do fill your days with this stuff. And that's what putting on the clothes of righteousness and clothes of Jesus is. And that's what seeking the things above is. It's putting these things in the place of things you normally worry and think about. And then he ends with, forgive each other as you've been forgiven. So he ends it, and yet another deep and profound identity statement. Who are you? According to that verse. I'm Jason Warren Griffiths, forgiven child of God. My slate is clean. How's yours? My slate is I'm a new person. I'm a new, new creation in Christ. I'm forgiven. Of what, Jason? Everything. 
Let's seek the first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we continue in worship, now we get a part to play in the adventure by offering our tithes and our offerings. Um, we give back to God just a portion of so much He has blessed us us with, and it's more. I'm more. This is more of an invitation than an ask. I don't know if you understand that. And I I, I think you do. Because this church keeps continuing to teach me how faithful and how excellent of givers you are. But I just want to remind everybody, God doesn't need our money. He gives us the honor and the privilege of, of having us share our money with this local outpost just just so we can be a part of what he's doing. Amen? Amen. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
be seated. When Paul wrote to the Philippians, he said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let God know what you need, and you will have peace. Will you pray with me? As God's people called to love one another, let us pray for the needs of the church, the whole human family, and all the world. We come rejoicing in your goodness. Amid the babble of human noise, Help us to be still so that we can hear you speak to us. We pray for the church set in the world to show how people belong together and how your gifts are to be given and shared. Break down barriers that divide, that we may come together in unity and common ministry. Strengthen this congregation in its work and worship. Fill our hearts with your self-giving love, that our voices may speak your praise, and our lives may conform to the image of your Son in all we do. We pray for the session and the leadership of this church as they look forward to the future and new visions of what we may be. We give you thanks, gracious God, for the beauty of earth and sea and sky. And because we do, we share the pain of seeing fires destroying thousands of acres of forest and floodwaters overflowing riverbanks and sweeping away cars, homes, and people. And now we hear predictions for monsoons. We ask that you place your protecting hands around homeowners in these areas and on the firefighters and first responders. Merciful God, you bear the pain of the world. Look with compassion on those who are sick, those who are dealing with medical challenges, and those feeling the effects of aging. We pray for those who suffer. Surround them with your love, support them with your strength, console them with your comfort, and give them hope and courage beyond themselves. You have told us to ask and keep on asking, and so we do. We keep asking for healing, renewed strength and energy for Patty Ernest, for Kay Deer and Dick Clark. We offer prayers for healing for those infected with COVID and other viruses. Bring full healing to them. We pray for the family of Harriet Steinhouse Dick as services for her will be held on Saturday. May they feel your presence strengthening them and sustaining them through these days. May they know your perfect peace. 
May we all look forward with glad hearts to that happy reunion and joyful feast when all your people will be gathered in your kingdom to live with you in peace and joy. Direct us and help us, O God, that in all our works we may glorify your holy name. With courage may we proclaim your word and complete the work you have set forth for us to do. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I invite you to stand, and we will sing our sending hymn, which is I Surrender All. Up at Forest Home 
and it was a college briefing, and there was an Austrian gentleman who was the speaker for the weekend, and his name was Hans. And we sang that song, and then he stood up and he said, did you read the lyrics of the song you just sang? I wouldn't sing that song if I were you. You just promised to surrender everything. You just promised. That means everything. If he wants to take your house, take your house. He wants to take your comfort, take your comfort. He wants to take this service. All. I surrender everything I understand. All of it. And allow you, Jesus, control of my life. That's just bold. <laughs> I was just, I just reminded of that. And uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do that. I guess I was supposed to pass that on to you as another sermon. But I want to remind us of my first sermon. Clothe yourselves in Christ. This week. Remind yourself. Read this text. I'm so thankful it's been the, it was the first week in the last five that one of the applications wasn't read, read your Bible. <laughs> Have you noticed I've been calling you guys to read your Bible? That means don't, I don't want you to stop reading your Bibles. But I was just grateful. Okay. Put on humility. Put on meekness. Remind yourself you are a forgiven child of the King. Remind yourself You are a new creation. You've been raised. And as all this swirls around this week, I want to send you out with this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guide and comfort you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.